I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at livethatlifenow at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live, Live that, that life, life now. Hey, man. Sometimes it takes the bad days to appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of That Life Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Today. Today, we're excited. We have Patrick and Bernice Lofties with us. We're Yay. so excited. All the way from? Tennessee. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, good morning to you both. Welcome to morning, That morning. Life Podcast. Good Welcome morning. to morning. Chicago. Yes. We were just talking about this weather. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> wow. it was 80 and today is 50. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago. The Windy yes. City. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for being a part of our show today and being a part of our life. Uh, but can you at least introduce both of yourselves? Uh, name, you know, where you're from, what you do, kind of briefly. Well, good morning. Uh, we're glad to be here. My name is Bernice Hardaway Lofties of Tennessee, Bolivar, Tennessee, by way of Hickory Valley, Tennessee. Hey, Amen. I'm uh, Patrick Lofties, all the way from Bolivar, Tennessee. Like I said, Hickory Valley, uh, just, <laughs> just glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, you both are in ministry, correct? Yes. Right. And so, uh, but even before that, uh, so people can know that you're not just sister and brother, <laughs> you are husband and wife. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> how long have you been married? Eight years. December wow. 1st will be nine. Yes. Wow. And anniversary coming up. Exactly. Wow. Exciting. Congratulations. Congratulations. And in the marriage, you all have been doing ministry together, correct? That's correct. How long? Uh, from the, pretty much since we've been married. <laughs> he jumped right in. So, yeah. Yes. And so that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the balance of marriage and the church. Uh, I first want to talk about marriage and, you know, being Christians or being in the church, that life period. But then we really want to get into marriage and pastoring and leadership over the church. So kind of just tell us, you know, how does you balance your marriage and just church in general first? Uh, in the beginning, it was a struggle. Uh, especially for me because I was already in ministry and I was already pastoring before uh, we got married. And so me being single, I had more time. Right. And I was um, at leisure and exposed to everyone, mm -hmm. you know, all the time. There was like no limits. You were um, always available. I was available uh, day and night, throughout the night. So 2 a.m. calls. Exactly. Yes. Pray for me, Pastor. Exactly. Or yes. getting up out of the bed and running to the oh, rest. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like that. then after I got married, it was um, a kind of, um, um, I, I, the words for it would be uh, totally different, not just for the ministry side, but even for my own personal, personal life, life. Mm -hmm. because I was at liberty to get up and go and yes. do and pray. And, you know, someone yes. called for prayer, someone calls for counseling. I didn't have to worry about, well, what is my husband doing? Because right. there was no husband at that time. So, yeah, it was kind of um, a, a rough start of trying to find that balance, that balance yes. in between now that you're married, you know, now that you're married, you know, where do you go from here? And I was still trying to be everything to everybody. 
That is key. Yeah. And I was missing my husband. I was missing my marriage. I was missing my children, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was tending to everyone else's family. How was that for you? Like like she said, it was was rough. You know, I'm like, why do these people keep calling you this time of (laughs) night? You know, which, no, I'm in church, but, you know, guess being, her being first, you know, guess she got the mic Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, don't nobody come before me. Nobody but God. You know, I said, no. Most of the time, I I call, she won't answer the phone. I'm like, why you answer the phone? She said, I'm talking to somebody. I said, no, because I got where, even if my mom I was talking to my mama on the phone. If she called, hey, mom, I got to call you back. This is my wife call. Mm-hmm. My mama understood that. Mm-hmm. You know, in which I didn't know my mom was understanding all that till we had a service. She brought it up again. I'm like, he is not going to do nothing until he talked to his wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she come come before I do. I'm she like, comes first. Wow. Yeah. She understood that. You know, that leave and cleave. You, that's you, it. You took <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, I, I done made that vow. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife come before anybody else except God. Mm-hmm. Now I always tell him, no, you, you, you my second, don't you? <laughs> no, she told me, huh? I said, call God first. Right. Yeah. You know, she like, yeah, it, it she's was good with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was. And uh, we got where, you know, first two years were rough. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, if something really come up, she said, hey, we got to go to the hospital. I jump up, let's go. We, because now it became yes. both of us. Yeah. Not just one. Right. It became two. So, yeah, let's let's dive into that Uh you said when you was already pastoring, ministering before Patrick came along, and then how was this transformation to, to the we in the ministry? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to go first on that. One. <laughs> uh, guess coming in, no, which I was already in church. Mm-hmm. Right, I played drums, I played bass, and. Really, with her being out there, I, I would find where I was. Correct. Mm-hmm. Playing the drum, playing the bass, and then, but whatever else she needed, I was in there. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of stuff she didn't have to do. I'm talking about, even when I was going to another church, mm-hmm. I would get up early that morning, go by the church. Make sure everything was Make good. coffee, leave orange juice, milk, donuts, yeah. and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And by the time I get from my other church, I come straight to them, mm-hmm. which I don't care if they don't turn out. At least I done stepped foot in right. before yeah. they left. It, but it tur- everything turned out good. I like what you said though, and I think this is where some couples struggle, especially if you are coming into a ministry where your partner is already like leading and things like that, and you're coming into it. People sometimes struggle, I've seen, to find their place. Yes. Right. But you said, you know, wherever we were at, whatever she was doing, I would find my place. You're like, I'm a drummer. I play the bass. I can bring coffee. I can bring water. I can bring donuts. I make sure she's good. I make sure everything is good for her. And that that is key. Like, you, you just said, I found my place. Like, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do my role. And I'm good with that. And I think people need to know that. That, you know, even if you're coming into something that's already established, just be you. Right, You know, be you and do what you do. There's no rule book on how you, mm. you know, you navigate this. So I love that because I've seen people struggle, Right, you know, when they're coming into like, they're like, oh, I'm new at this church and I'm new in this ministry. And they're trying to find their role and their mm. place. And right. Because a lot of times they look to what they see other people are doing in yeah. other ministries. And they're like, I have to be like that person. It's like, no, just be you and just find, you'll find your place. Yeah. So I love that. Because mm-hmm. even even the church I was going to, you know, it's my cousin, mm-hmm. one who married us. <laughs> and um, he, he said he had already talked to his wife. How long is Patrick going to be here? Because mm-hmm. his wife got a church. Right. And uh, it came up and I told him, I said, hey, man, I, I, I'm going to have to go. Yeah. He said, we already know you got to go be with your wife. I said, yeah. yes. You know, getting up every Sunday morning. Trying to do about, both. And never miss a practice they had. They had practice on Tuesday, Thursday, then on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. And then even what she had going on, I was still there for them. How long was that? How long was you still at the old church or your cousin's church even after the wedding? I, even after the wedding, I think I ended up staying a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you were doing You were just that. balancing both. Balancing both. Yeah. yeah. And it was rough. And I know it was hard because he had a ways to drive. Uh, a lot further than I had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the early mornings and all of that. And plus all the other stuff that we, being new, married, and learning each other. Mm-hmm. 
And like you said, of uh, trying to find your place. Oh, okay. So really, I was at this place. Okay, now what do I do with him? You know, right. <laughs> it's yeah. like a whole stranger. Because you've <laughs> already like, you've started this ministry. You're, you're right. just going and doing. Yes. You have your routine. And you want him to be a part, and you want him to be comfortable. Exactly. And it's like, okay, how do I do this? Right. And I did want to make him feel uh, inferior to mm-hmm. anything that was already in place of what God was doing, that he was a part of it. He walked into this, you know, and he already knew that I was pastoring, I was in ministry. Um, so, and he accepted that, um, not knowing what God was going to do with him. With him. Yeah, you know. So I was, I was I at this you, place. I feel you, I was at this place. Okay, so what do I do with him? Do he get over here? Do he do this? Do he? Because people will size you up. Mm-hmm. So when they see me, this outgoing person of, uh, Prayer is my life, you know, uh, praying, prophesying, and and then they look at him and they expect the same thing. Yep. And he's sitting over here like, I'm very observant. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's praying, but his mouth and is he's closed. he's watching. And he's, yes, yes he's watching making and sure learning. Making sure everyone is good. Exactly. Yeah. Making sure that he's there to support me, to uphold mm-hmm. me, whatever I need, you know, and— um, People will tend to size you up and think that, okay, uh, he's married to a preacher, so evidently he's, you know, they're going to, you know, they (laughs) make you be the one and the same. And I did have to get to the point to where I had to correct a few people and tell them, you know, when you call for me, you call and you asking for the gift that God has instilled Mm -hmm. in me. But when you calling for him, you asking for him. That's not me. You know, we are two totally different people. So, and I had to learn that. So that, and once I accepted that he's different from I am, who from who God created mm-hmm. me to be, and the way that I deliver is not the same way that mm-hmm. he's delivered, and the things that he do, like he said, finding his place, he didn't. I never seen him going in a place trying to be or portray mm-hmm. anyone else. Yep, never. He was just him. He always went in, did what needed to be done, and the place that it, it was like. I, I get in where I fit in, which is right here. This is my—if it's a little corner, he was in the corner. I love you know, it. if it was a, a platform, he was on the platform. Wherever he needed to be, that's—so I think that was the um, the growing stage that I had to grow into is to take the limits off and uh, also the um, religious mindset mm. of what a male pastor— uh, it's supposed to be. Well, even even before that, I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners that's listening is curious of uh, two people, not even in ministry, get married, and they both faithful to their church. Yes. What what decisions do they make to who church we're going to go to? How is that going to go do now? Do we go your, to one right. or the other, or do we just go somewhere new and your, start over? Your, That's a decision that, you know, a lot of Christians have yeah. to make. Right. You're a pastor, so we kind of get that. We that know you you're not like, walking away, right. but I've seen stranger things happen. Yeah. But, you know, was well, I guess my question is, what was, Bernice, your expectations? Because you knew you were pastoring and wasn't moving. Uh, was it a conversation? What was your expectations? Never, in that first year, you know, or coming up to the wedding. Or just after you got engaged. Yeah. Right. I, I never expected him to up and leave mm-hmm. anywhere. I didn't put that because it was hard for me when I had to leave my own home church, when I had to leave my roots. Oh, my God. It was like terrifying, you okay. know, and yeah. it wasn't pleasant. So people didn't have a lot of nice things to say about you and they, you know— didn't understand the call that God has on your life. Ooh, let me let me just pause because in another episode, um, I said, you know, in our expired relationships episode, I talked about seasons and we were talking about ministry. And I said, you know, people of God, please stop being upset or getting mad when someone leaves a ministry, regardless of the reason. Stop doing that. Right. You know, seasons change and people give people, God gives people assignments and things like that, and they need to go. Just be like Naomi and Orpah and bid each other adieu and let it be. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. And, and that is so true. And that was something else that we, that I had to learn. I would say, well, we did together. We had to learn that because it wasn't so much that we didn't want, as we was raising up leaders under us, um, it wasn't so much that I didn't want them to go to stay attached to me, I wanted them to be ready. Yes. So I wanted to make sure that I had done all that as a mother, as him a father, that we would teach our young so that they would be ready. Of course, some 
most did not listen and they are, they're learning. And it's kind of like you have to allow them to, now that you're gone, you know, you have to learn and we continue to pray with them. We try to be there to support, you know, in prayer, but never go and try to run their house or, or anything like that. So that was a learning state. But for me, that's not, and I learned it from my experience right. because I didn't get that. Exactly. You I just said it was support. hard when you left. Right. You didn't. I didn't get the support. I didn't get, um, okay, if this is what God is saying to you. I even, you talking about expired relationships um, to where in the ministry, I left and I come back and I left. And I went back because I wanted to make sure that I had people and I had family. This mm-hmm. is all I knew. Support. Yep. Right. You know, so um, that was my upbringing from childhood all the way up, you know. So it's like you're leaving what, you know, and everybody, please don't go. So you had the ones that please don't go. And then, of course, you probably had the ones that, oh, just go on, you know, right. or whatever. But coming from a leader, uh, your pastor's um aspect coming from that corner, you want their blessings. You really do. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, even if you don't know what you're doing, even if you don't know, you're not sure what's your next move. Cause I was like, God, where am I going? And what do you and so I made a lot of mistakes, you know, but I learned from every place that I went. He taught me what I needed to know. Mm-hmm. He taught me what not so much of what to do, but what not to do. And what I learned from that was, as you said, when it's time for people to go, you know, you talk to them and you let them go. Right. And you bid them farewell with your blessings. Even if they don't understand, I always make sure that they understand that I'm here. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and he does the same. So we do have a relationship with everyone that has come up under our ministry, everyone that we have ordained, every person that has gone and established their own ministry that we do stay in connection with them or praying. Even if we're not talking to them every day, they still Mm -hmm. are on our hearts, you know, because we want the best for them. So how did you guys, like you guys said, in the first couple of years, it was difficult because you're used to, you were used to being so available. People had, you know, a greater level of access to you. How did you guys find those boundaries? Because I know I've seen it in ministry. I've seen it in you know, I'm a member of a sorority. I've seen it in sororities and fraternities. I've literally seen the dedication that people have to organizations and ministries really destroy mm-hmm. their marriages because they're so focused on the work that they're doing outside the home. So how did you guys find that level of balance that you talk about and those boundaries to set for other people to say, this is our this is my boundary. I'm not going to be that available to you anymore. Or this is, you know, this is our new normal here. Right. Just for the marriage. Yeah. What was, you know, take away everything else. What how did you all come together individually and together and say, this is where we are going in this marriage? Personally for me. When he sat over in the recliner and wasn't talking to me, <laughs> so I'm not getting the attention. Well, you know, we, we need to let's 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 talk about that. What what happened there? Why he wasn't talking to you? Because he felt that I was giving all of my attention to mm-hmm. felt, everyone, or yes. you was, and I was. Okay, I was let's let's it keep all. it real. Let's yes. keep yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's keep it one hundred. I. I gave all my attention to everyone else. When the phone rang, I answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he would beep in. No boundaries. No boundaries. So uh, so it was like I didn't understand that I was totally ignoring him. Mm-hmm. And that even if his uh, smallest, what I thought was small, was actually big to him, mm-hmm. which would be, baby, what are we are going to eat for supper? And I'm like, oh, my God, but I'm over here in this conversation with something. You know, can I just go? And he's. Continue to talk, and I'm like, like oh I'm my, phone. yeah, <laughs> and and um, that was that was, and it. that's that's. I mean, I, I just want to pause right there. That is so powerful, Bernice, because in just normal, even without pastorship, being single so long, and then having somebody there, and you know, you eat when you get ready to eat, you do when you get ready to do, right? Having somebody there to like, when are we going to do? What are we going to mm-hmm. do? You know, 
putting that together or being on the call with your mom, your sister, your brother, whoever yep. else, and be like, you got to get off because they sitting in the chair just looking at you funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, outside of church, that's yeah, something that, right there. Yeah, about, yeah. I know I've been on the phone. I, one night, I can remember it so clearly. This is when I was single and I was at home and I was talking to someone and, you know, we were praying and different things like that. And I realized, I was like, I have warmed up this food four times. Like, because I had to keep putting it in the microwave because I was yeah. like, okay, we're going to get. And I'm like, I have warmed up this food four times. Like, you know what? I got to get off the phone. But when you're single, you do that type of stuff. Like you said, you're not thinking about, right. Right. oh, this person's waiting to eat or, you know, whatever. I'm just, I done put this food in the, in the microwave four times. I got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. You know, so, girl. and she do that a lot. You know, I'm like. <laughs> Uh, you forget you put something in the microwave last night? <laughs> it's still in there in the morning. I'm like... So you didn't even eat? No. I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> didn't eat at all. Guess once she got off the phone, she went to bed. Because it, it, that's another thing. It drains you. It drains you. So mm-hmm. when you give all that energy, like you said, you weren't giving him the attention that he needed. And mm-hmm. when you're giving all this energy to other people and other things in the ministry... Then you don't have anything left. Right. But even right. to you, see, for you, you, you see what I'm saying? You and, and it's so sad. And I hope people in the ministry hear this, truly hear yes. this, even without a significant other. People in the ministry are giving so much of themselves. Yes. That they are not taking time for for self. We talk about mm-hmm. self-care all the time. To eat, to think, to pray. Most of the time we're praying for other people. And you know, I'm big on Pacific prayers. When was the last time you prayed, oh Lord, it is me? It is me. And and, and people in ministry, we cannot feel mm. selfish mm. telling God, this is just about me. This is about me. Oh me, here I am. Remember me. God wants you to pray and keep self good because if you can't keep you, how can you keep his people? Exactly. Yes. And that was um, a struggle because feeling guilty mm-hmm. of asking God to uh, uh, let me be a little bit selfish and lay all my stuff mm-hmm. on the table. You know, I don't want to pray for no one else. I want to pray for me this time. I'm the one. And I wouldn't do that, you know, because I always had somebody else stuff. And it was almost like if you just become a little Jesus. You know, well, I always say, I, I always say, God Junior. I'm like, yeah. you are not God Junior. He didn't even name Jesus God Junior. I know, right? Name is Jesus. Like, yeah, he don't I, need. He don't I, need a God Junior. I, I always say to people, to people, you may be the only Jesus that this generation may and they see. Will make yeah. you Jesus yeah. and you let them. That don't mean that you are Jesus. But ye are gods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we we do have the characteristics of him. He made us in his image and after his likeness, but even Jesus wept. Even Jesus got Sought lonely weak. places. Even That's Jesus what the Bible says. He went off to strength. himself. Yes. So if he needed that, what about you and me? I know. Yes. And we feel yes. so guilty. I know I did. I felt no, I so, hope you felt guilty. I did. I felt Not guilty. Not feel guilty. Not now. Yes. Okay, I don't because you, like, whatever. I always tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need my time. <laughs> and, you know, That's and self-care. I, it's and important. And going yeah. through that process and that transitioning from, you know, being everything to everybody, giving everyone else my time, uh, taking the time that we need for each other, and um, now giving it. To, to myself and to him, to our relationship, sure to our powerful. kids. You know, people didn't like it. They, of course. They, they left. They didn't understand. They don't, they didn't right. understand. They yeah, don't they, like yeah. that they don't have the same level of right. access to you. It, exactly. And they left. Some left, mm-hmm. you know, because of that. Because it was like, oh, you're acting funny or you're not the pastor. <laughs> you're not the leader that we, you know. Because I'm looking at now, you know. You After changed. I, right. Oh, yeah. You changed. Oh, you think you more. She got yeah. a man now. Yeah. yeah. She's married now, so she's like, I'm like, okay. You know? And it did. And it hurt at first. And of so I was kind of, you know, like, okay, God, now what? You got to teach me how. And and I had to just really just surrender and let go because yes. I was carrying so much weight. I had a vision to where I had this wheelbarrow. I was pulling it, and I had two straps around my shoulders and a belt around my waist, and all of this was hooked to this wheelbarrow with people in it. Mm. I saw all the people Dragging that I was carrying people. on my Ooh. shoulders. My back was hurting every day. 
you know, just these are spiritual things that happen to you. And we don't even realize it, that we're carrying the weight of other people. Um, we're carrying their pain. We're carrying their disappointment. We're carrying their frustration. All of this stuff. So now, how in the world do I supposed to be happy or even have the strength? Because I'm not little Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they was trying to make me be. And not only were they trying to make me be, but I was trying, trying to, be, to be, it be it for them. Because I didn't like, I have experienced so much disappointment, hurt, pain, resentment, rejection, and all of this. And I didn't want no one off. else yes. to feel yes. that. So I felt like, okay, they're too weak to carry it. I carry it. But in that vision that I had of myself carrying these people, I just broke down, literally just broke down. And I threw my hands up and I said, God, I can't do it anymore. I can't carry him anymore. They're your children. You know, take the weight off. And he said, just let it go. Right. Drop it. I began to unbuckle. Yes. The straps. (laughs) And I could literally hear them, wait, wait. And I'm like, I'm gone. I know, that's right. (laughs) But you know what? I do want to say this. When you talked about, you know, when you got married and when you finally start to learn that balance and you set boundaries and people were upset, they were disappointed, they didn't like it, they didn't understand. Here's the thing that we all have to remember, especially for leaders in ministry. Marriage is a ministry. Ministry, yes. So Uh, that is a ministry too, you know? And so just because you're kind of changing the way things look or whatever— it's still ministry. It's your first ministry. Exactly. So people need to understand that, that this is ministry as well. And so I'm just, you were just shifting, you know, things a little bit, you know, because this was ministry too. And you had to give this nurturing and time and care, you know, because God is going to get the glory out of this as well. Right. And and what we see now and what they, I'm sure they just didn't realize it at the time was, as you nurture this ministry over here, it ultimately helps that other ministry. Mm-hmm. Because now you guys are coming to the table, you know, you're happier, you're whole, you're full, you know, you guys are better. Your relationship is better. So you can pour more together into the other ministry. That's right. And when you said we're happy, um, I even had a problem with that. I had issues with that because I have been in so many broken relationships. Mm. I have had so many broken marriage because this is not my first, mm-hmm. you know. So with that being said, I didn't really know or I, I knew what, I, you know how you know what to do, but you don't know how to implement it. Mm-hmm. And then if you did, it was like, if I act like I, if I show that I'm happy with them, if you know, show everybody that I'm really happy this mm-hmm. time, that I really got it together. It was like, okay, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. To, what argument is going to come up? Okay, what the devil going to use this time? Uh-huh. And then I'm going to feel like, oh, God, this is not going to work. So I used to do um, things to uh, see if he was going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was testing the marriage, you know, to see how sturdy it was, you know, because this was not love at first sight. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, oh, this is what I've been down that road, you know, so many times. And so— it was like it wasn't that. So I'm like, okay, God, if this is it, you you really going to have to work <laughs> on me. And you're going to have to uh, prove that through him that uh, he is it, that he's he unshakable. Was he was like, you don't have to show me. Exactly. You know, <laughs> he's unshakable. Exactly. And those are my exact words to him. If you're going to be here, you got to be a soldier. You got to come stomping the ground hard. You, <laughs> you need to be praying because you're going to need a lot of prayer. And it's not so much for— um, for him alone, but he needs to be praying for me mm-hmm. that I keep my head on straight because uh, he just didn't know what he was getting. You got all these uh, and, then, and all these people that you're carrying too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But here you you're know? not really even talking about, oh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Sounds like you're mostly talking about your past yeah. or yes. you, period, your present, not the church. Mm-hmm. Just, just you. Being and with me, yeah. it's, it's a it's lot. A lot. Hey, that, that's how you felt. And you better so, come with it, you know. That's powerful. <laughs> and I think this is a good segment to even say that you wrote a book about bent but not broken. Exactly. Correct? Right. Yeah. And so as you all started dating and you saying this and you got to be a soldier, uh, how did you start telling them? Because I think people need to know this. A lot of people are afraid yes. to date yeah. because of their past. I just came right out. I'm not one that sugarcoat 
too much. So I just really had to lay it on the table. Do you know who I am? Do you know where I've been? Do you know how many times <laughs> I've been married? <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Do you not know my struggle? Let me give it to you straight. Let me yes. tell you right here. So, so you can make up your mind. Do you now, know? Yeah. Run. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is your opportunity. I, I'm telling you, Patrick, I feel you, because yeah. that was highlight. That was high. You guys know. They it's, they know our story. Yeah. So many people tried to get me, don't marry her. Don't you know she been married five times? Yes, I know this. <laughs> I said, I'm still going for her. Yeah. Even I broke it, broke up with her three times. Before it we did. got married, I'm like, hey, I can't do this no more. Uh-uh, I can't do this. She no. told you it was a heavy, uh-uh. it's a heavy but, assignment. She but told God you. kept on bringing me but back who? to God. Uh, that is powerful, Patrick. God. And people have to understand who God puts together. Right. Yeah. God and people, we all Ooh, we need go to seek God, <laughs> God first. Puts because we already said it, that marriage is a ministry. And it's sad to say, even the church, y'all, we don't teach that. Right. right. We do not teach that marriage, the home. Is the first church. Right. Right. You yes. need to have many ministries have started from the home, but home is the church mm-hmm. where we, pastor or not pastor, every mother and father is the first lady and the head of the house exactly. and the head of the yeah. church yep. and the teacher of the church. That's yep. where prayer starts right. at, at, home. Start at home. But today, we are allowing the church to set yes. rules of how to seek God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it should start in the home. You know, we've all seen leaders that they are, God is using them and even the, the church is flourishing, all these things, but every other part of their life is a mess. Yes. And I just yeah. said, the devil is a lie. Right. I refuse. Hiram always uses um, the virtuous woman. There's a part where it says, you know, um, her children will call her blessed. Her husband will praise her and all of that for me. And I always tell him, you know, I can be successful in my career. I can do ministry. I can go around, do this, do all of these things. But if my husband does not praise me and if my children don't rise right. up and call me blessed, what is it all for? What does it matter? That's right. what matters to me. You know, so for me, it's more about the ministry at home. If my children don't rise up and call me blessed, if my husband don't praise me, these other people out here lifting me up and praising me and doing this and God is using me through them, that's wonderful, but that means nothing to me right. if this is a mess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you are so true about that because that's the way it was in the beginning because everybody knew me. They didn't know him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in that light. So everybody had access to me and all of that. And once I got married, it was like, oh, yeah, that's good. But we still want you. You right. know, you, can you still come? Can you still mm-hmm. be here? And um, what happened was it's we, it started to uh, show up in our marriage to where we were not even intimate mm-hmm. with each other. It was like you go home, you say, I love you. You do the peck of the kiss yeah. and sleep it was. It, it would resonate in your mind that, okay, yeah. I need to hold you. I need to. Yes. But it never happened. Happened. Mm-hmm. It, it, the next thing you know, it's the next day. And then another next day. Week. And another, another day. And yes. another month. Wow. Yes. So we did. We we went through that to where um, I think I got to questioning, okay, now what kind of marriage is this? Is it? I thought we supposed to marriage be. Marriage of you know. convenience. <laughs> <That's what laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just going to be ministry. Yeah. No. So we didn't have to go through counseling mm-hmm. with that. Again, we had family. I love that because too many people in the church, they feel like we just going to pray about it. Especially in the leadership role. Right. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes leaders don't feel like they want to even go to other leaders. You would think that that would be a good, but they don't even want to go to other leaders because they don't want to let them know what's going on and things like that. But we are advocates for counseling. So I'm glad that you said that. Like we sought counseling. Yeah. We did, and we had family counseling, and of course, um, I'm, I'm just gonna give a shout out to uh, Pastor Mary Perry because <laughs> I'm telling you, she just she just go right. I met her in the hair store, and um, we just hit it off just like that. She just starts speaking to me and um, starts speaking over my marriage and everything, and I'm like, okay. All right, God, you do have someone for me. You know, he will give you someone oh, that yeah. is divine, yes. mm-hmm. you know, for you that you are spiritually connected. And she just laid out on the line. You know, we're not sugarcoating. We ain't talking about titles. We're not talking about exactly. none of that. It's like, look, girl, you know, let me tell you mm-hmm. this right here. And so, and as she worked with with me through that, because, and I had to understand, 
that I had to eliminate every bag. I mean, every bag yes. that I brought with me. Because the marriage. The, mm-hmm, because there are some that I thought that I had emptied completely out, and I still was holding some things in the pocket, mm-hmm. in the side. You know how you, you travel, and you take the bag, and, and yep. when you get back home, you're thinking you're not unpacked, but you left something in the— In the suitcase. Yeah, mm-hmm, and that's what, exactly what I did. And I was taking that into this marriage I almost to where it was getting us to a point to where, you know, we— he don't argue, so he just basically listened to me talk. But I knew I was getting on his everlasting <laughs> last nerve. So he would get up, and he would leave the house, but he would go sit at the church. Mm-hmm. All day, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but God, that's a good place. <laughs> at least at least he's sitting <laughs> at, the church. at the bar. At the bar. Exactly. Uh, he probably wanted to be. I get, up, <laughs> I get up and leave. She in there fussing and fussing. They, they come and say, Mom, who you fussing at? And she I'm don't even realize you're gone. He's gone. I'm just, <laughs> Mama, he gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, my daughter, you know, our daughter would be like, he's gone. So, you know, I'm like, mm. So I had to grow because, like I said um, and, um, yesterday when we was talking, um, I had to fight all my life. But it never was with my hands. It was always with my mm-hmm. mouth. So I was mm-hmm. on the defense side. You know, I was always defending mm-hmm. um, what was right, what was wrong, even if I was right. Still, at that time, you know, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, what you do is how you do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it was wrong of how I was uh, presenting it and had to understand that he came from a totally different walk than what, you know, I came from. So, I had to learn. I wasn't, I was moving too fast because I felt like you came over here. This was already in motion. So, get in. And let's go, you get know, on this train because exactly. it's moving. <laughs> and, it, and I had to slow it down. Yeah. Slow Even it down. Even for you. Yeah. I had, to, And I believe that's why God put us together because he balanced me out, you know, because yes. uh, so, I was yes. fa- fast-paced. Got to get it done. Do it. Do it. And I'm a, a woman of excellence, so I do believe in doing things in the spirit of excellence. So, you know, it's like if it's not done right, we're going to do it till we get it right, you mm-hmm. know. And, and sometimes I have I have too much expectations on uh, him, and I thank God for his wisdom and um, his patience mm-hmm. that he works with me um, to where we get it done. Mm-hmm. It might not be in the time that I want it done, but it always end up perfect. That's I love that. I want to <laughs> ask this. Um, I'm just curious, especially for you, Patrick, and maybe there's something women should do. I don't know. Maybe not a whole book, but, you know, be upfront. And women and men be upfront. As you know, I always say dating at 40 is not dating at 20. <laughs> it's a huge difference. But at least, Patrick, you had a book that you could go read and know about some of the stuff that your fiance or wife been through. When did you get to read the book and what was your thoughts? Well, I didn't get to read the book until after she done wrote it. <laughs> uh I took it to work with me and uh I was on the roller, you know, get sitting there. I said, most of the time, if I'm, if I'm sitting on this roller, I'm going to doze off, go to sleep. But I said, I'm going to read this book. And I got to reading, got to reading, and got down to the part where, you know, uh, this other man done messed with. I'm like, what? You know, tears started coming, coming, coming out my eyes. I'm like, I had to call her and say, baby, I'm sorry. I said, I didn't know you went through all this. Mm. Uh, it, you know, it really hurt me, you know, like, if if the man was still living, if I would have seen him, I probably would have did something to him. We're going to edit that part, but you okay. Know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Yeah, you know, but, but, you know, I know it's in the past, but, you know, stuff like that will, will, will trigger something. Yes. And But uh, kept going, kept going, and uh, it, it brought joy back to me when, when I got to my part. I was like, hey, yeah, now I'm, I'm the man now. Look at God. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's it's a lot. I'm glad that I read the book, you know. It's a good book because once you start it reading this, it's, it's hard book. to put it down. Yes. Yeah. I read yeah. it. I will tell you, when the book, when you first, when we met years ago and mm-hmm. I bought this book, right after that, I went on a trip and I was on the plane and I read this book on the plane ride. 
And so when I got to my destination, I called my mom and I was like, oh my God. I, and she was like, what do you mean you read the whole book? I'm like, I'm done. Like, when are you going to start? Because I wanted to talk about the book. And I'm like, but I don't want to tell you. I need you to hurry up. And she's like, you just got the book. I'm like, I just read it on the flight. And so I literally read it on the flight straight through. I think it was when I was going to maybe like Jamaica or somewhere. So it was a flight that uh-huh. was, you know. Yeah. And I read the book and I was just like, now I'm like thirsty. I wanted my mother to read. I'm like, you need to catch up. (laughs) But it was so, it helped me so much. And I know that this book is a blessing. I know it's already helped people. I know that it's going to continue to help people. And so, um, but it does. I I get what you're saying, Patrick. It will. it It hurts your heart. To see, but when you see today the outcome, it just oh, shows you yeah. just God and the hand of God on your life, yes. and just how you know how mighty He is, and the you know the way that He can transform any situation, yes, any person. And so that's I would please get this book. We're going to give you the information <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about you, this book so that our listeners can read this book too. Yeah, yeah. when I wrote the book, uh, it took me a long time to write the book because of the embarrassment, the shame. And um, not proud of any of those things. You know, I know people probably wonder, how in the world and why would you continue to do that? You know, you have to know my story. So, you know, I do encourage you to get the book. But I'm so glad. And I didn't want the book to be about me. I didn't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I don't mm-hmm. want anyone, you know, or nor did I want the book to um, bring blame and shame on someone else. else. Right. So, you know, I uh, wanted the book to be presented in such a way to tell the truth, but at the same same times, know that there's forgiveness and also that there's redemption, of not just for me, but for everyone that plays a part. Right. You know, even the ones that uh, has passed on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my predator uh, is no longer living, and you know, but my heart, even after they was dead and gone, I still had to forgive. Oh, you know, yes. so mm-hmm. and that's what I want people to understand because my family. Did not know. So a part of the book to where I had to present to them and I wrote them a little note in the book to explain to them, you know, uh, this is not to bring shame to anyone, mm-hmm. you know, but is to tell the truth so that they even can be free of what has been holding them bound mm-hmm. and changed and stuff that we have put in the back of our mind and we no longer think about. But, you know, a lot of people have said this happened to me. Mm-hmm. This, you know, oh, God, I was in this situation. There are women who have been married multiple times, and they felt like, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. That's, what did I do? Key. You know, and and the book has made them realize, oh, if God did this for you, exactly. I could be transformed, too. Yes. You know, right. and powerful. then not only that— if you never marry again, it's mm-hmm. still okay that you yes. could be whole and free. And not and that's live with place. those bags. Exactly. Yes. You know, that you could be a, a walk in freedom, a wholeness with him, that knowing that you're not alone. You know, it was God's, it was the Lord's doing that I'm married today, that we are, that we yes. got married because I wasn't looking. Right. I, I mean, I was good because I was about my father's business and I just made it plain. I was like, okay, Lord. Um, I can't never say I've never been married before. So if I don't marry again, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with you because I do know what it feels like. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, but I'm grateful that he saw fit that for me to have a husband and the husband that I needed. Yes. Not the one that I was planning for myself Mm because I thought about uh, Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. when God had made him a promise, because I just believe God promised me that he was going to provide for me, that he was going to take care of me, that he had never leave me nor forsake me when I was a little girl riding on the ground. And, you know, and here we go. I'm trying to rush this thing, that I'm going to have a family, that you promised right, me right. that, you know. So with that being said, I thought about Abraham and Sarah, how she rushed the thing because she was looking at her age and she was looking at their body and their health. We create health. Ishmael situations mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. As I created because them Because we over. get impatient and we don't wait for Isaac. Yes. It's and, always better to wait for Isaac. And it will almost <laughs> cost you your life if you're not careful. And it almost cost me my life. And it also cost almost cost me my mind, mm. you know, to where I was near— uh, needed to be institutionalized, you know, because mm-hmm. it was just so much. Yes. You know, but I thank God that um, he presented me. Mm-hmm. Turned my truck around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want I want our listeners to know as we get ready to wrap up that even if you have a past, we all have a past. Yes. Uh, but even with that past, uh, what the scriptures say, new every morning. Yeah. And you got to believe that that God is a God of forgiveness. But the key I found out is it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, Bernice, tell the women or the men out there that has a past, you know, just, you know, somehow minister to them, encourage them how they can go forward, looking forward and not looking in the rearview mirror. Exactly. Uh, your future looks greater looking ahead than it does behind and always seek the things of God. If you could just think positive, those things that are good, those things that are lovely, those things that are true, you think on all of those things, this is what the Lord has to say concerning you, that he wants us to have a life that is whole and fulfilled, a life full of abundance. So just continue to press toward those good things. Right. So keep your dreams and your hope alive and have balance in your life. Mm-hmm. You got to have yes. balance. But you got to create that. Yeah. yeah, you have to create it with positive thinking. You surround yourself with people that are going places, with the life that you desire to have. Not so much their life, but the life that you desire. And I'm telling you, God is the limit, not the sky, because it goes way <laughs> past that, you yes. know. Yeah, so God— There is no limit. That's right. So, you know, in God, you know, uh, all things are possible. And and I will add to that, as we always talk about it, if you feel stuck and you've been praying or you're in minister, ministering and you're, you feel in anything we talked about— Seek counseling. Yes. yes. Seek Most counseling yes. because you can't always do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Patrick, my question for you as to our listeners, for men and women, I find that, especially for men, though, there are women like Bernice that are out there, altogether lovely, fairest among thousands, and just great, have everything they need. Mm-hmm. But men sometimes feel intimidated. To step to this woman, I don't have enough. I what can I offer? They already have everything, you know. <laughs> what can I do? Or uh, she's too beautiful for me, or too fine for me. But then we find out that there is a lot of single women out there waiting for their man, and God has spoke to us uh, as men, but yet we still don't feel that we're able. So, what would you say to that group out there? Well, I said to that group uh, that, you know, especially the men's, uh, that real men bend but don't break. Mm-hmm. You still got to press your way forward. Uh, no matter how pretty the woman is or what, you know, be yourself. Yeah. And and, and yeah. once you put God first, he going to let you, hey, okay. he going to show you what woman you need to go talk to the same way he did me. Uh, just have to stay in the Bible and, hey, stay in church. Right. Yes. That's the main thing, you know, because— Hey, you might be the be the right one for her, right? That she really yep. need, yeah. And then she gonna be the one for you. Yeah, cause stuff doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't. It don't. It, it doesn't. only goes so far, you know. And um, we have accomplished so much since we've been together. Yes. Uh, this and this is one thing I want to say. We have to. Not just read the word and preach the word, but live, live it. the word. Live it. Be because it, yes, because yes. I was preaching faith and he was living faith. <laughs> oh, I love it. That, Ooh, I, come on, that's, no, a, that's a word. I, I gotta go. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Tell the people uh exactly what you all are doing now. Let them know your church, uh, the book, yeah, whatever businesses, business, yeah. whatever you got. Oh, awesome. This is free advertisement. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we're located in Tennessee, uh, the area of Hickory Valley and Bolivar, Tennessee. So we operate in both towns because we have a Christian bookstore called The Upper Room, and it's located in Bolivar, Tennessee. We also have a website where it's The Upper Room um, Christian Bookstore. So you can go there and you can— Is it The Upper Room Christian Bookstore.com? Yes, or? .com, yes. Okay. So you can go and um, purchase— your spiritual needs there on our website. And we also have a spiritual, um, inspirational t-shirt company. 
and it's called Layla J's Design, and that Layla J's Design is my granddaughter's, our granddaughter's name, Miss Layla. She's now five, <laughs> and so we wanted to leave an inheritance for our children, oh, as the Bible says. Generational said. wealth. Yes, Man. exactly. And our daughter uh, is the CEO of that, and that's J.B. Hudson, and she also in ministries, too, is J.B. Yes. Hudson Ministries. Um, so you can find us with Layla J's Design at LaylaJ'sDesign.com as well, and so you can purchase your garments there. Um, and also other things that we have going on. Uh, my husband have uh, a PA lawn, lawn PA lawn service. So we are contractors to where we do uh, interior, exterior, and landscaping. So uh, we do that. And also we have a school called the So Harvest Institute. So we are online every Tuesday yes. and uh, prayer for Thursday at 9 and Saturday is school. So we have Elder Robinson that is uh, also is helping and uh, orchestrating that for us as well. And our ministry is called Serenity Apostolic Deliverance Hub. We are a hub where it's totally not traditional. Uh, so it. people come in, they get the teaching, <laughs> they get the training, and they're out the door. Some, some stick around, but those that don't, they get what they need. Until next time and then back again. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. And we love you guys. We thank you we guys you so you. much. You. you guys have truly been a blessing to us. And we just, we look up to you guys. We are so inspired by you guys. And so we you know, we look forward. We know you guys have some things in the works, some projects, more things that you guys want to do, that you're planning to do. We know we want to do some things with you, connect with you guys again. And so we thank you guys so much for joining I us. I have today. one more thing yes. that I want to share. Also an author, and we are now assisting others with helping them to publish their book. Love it. So, yeah. So we're doing that too. So and you my guys next, need publishing. Yeah. Yes. My next book is coming up, and it's called You're Not the Only See, One. See, I didn't want to say that, but that's why I was like, <laughs> I know you guys have things coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's titled You're Not the Only One. So, yeah. So be looking for, you're going to go out, you're going to purchase Bent But Not Broken. I know that's on Amazon. Yes, so they it's can on, get Amazon. It on Amazon. So you're going to purchase Bent But Not Broken. Yes. And then you're going to be on the lookout for the next book. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So we'll be looking forward to that. Maybe we'll have you guys again. But until next time, we thank you for joining us. We're telling you to go live that life now. Yes. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life, that transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 To every winner, every champion, every overcomer. It's all. Are you a corporation in need of coaching and training? A church or nonprofit that's seeking speakers, coaching, or training services? Conference organizer in need of a keynote speaker? Or a couple seeking relationship, premarital, or marital counseling or coaching? Great. Great. You, you are, are part, part of our C factor. factor. That Life is a faith-based firm that provides speaking, coaching, training, and consultant services. Are you ready to be about that life? That Life specializes in helping individuals and organizations create transformational shifts that help them transition from caterpillars to beautiful butterflies. And we're looking to connect with decision makers who are booking upcoming retreats, conferences, or trainings. We are also available for group or one-on-one -on -one coaching and consultant services. Please contact us for a free consultation at livethatlifenow at gmail.com. And remember to live, live that, that life, life now. now.